You know what? The Lions won again. The Lions won again. Yes, they did win again. It's football with B-Wall. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us. The Detroit Lions are 8-2. and two. The Detroit Lions have the second best record in the NFL, only behind the Philadelphia Eagles who eked out a victory after Valdez-Scantling dropped a winning touchdown for Kansas City, which would have put Detroit as the number one seed in the NFC. But that's okay, because we are the number two seed right now, and the Detroit Lions found a way to win a football game. They had no business winning. Jared Goff played his worst three-and-a-half quarters I have ever seen as a Detroit Lion. The Lions were up 14-10 at halftime at Ford Field versus Chicago. The Bears score 16 straight points in the second half to go up 26-14. At that time... ESPN Analytics had the Bears at a 98% chance to win the football game. 4.15 to go in the fourth quarter. The Detroit Lions driving. And you have then had to go 75 yards. And this happened. My apologies for the delay. Jared takes the snap, back, looking, looking, stepping forward, throwing deep, got a man, Jamison Williams, yes. wide open touchdown, Detroit Lions. Yes. Goff to Jamo, 32 yards on the connection, and the Lions are right back in this game. Goff is going to work out of the gun. Montgomery to his right. So the Detroit Lions make it a one-score game and make it 26-21. to 21. And now Chicago has the ball with under three minutes to go. And all they have to do is get a first down and the game is over. And the Bears run it up the middle two times in a row, get stuffed for no gain. We go to a third and nine situation for the Bears. And the Chicago Bears elect to throw a bomb to a rookie wide receiver. And Justin Fields just overthrows him. The pass goes incomplete. So they decide not to throw to star receiver DJ Moore. They do not throw to solid tight end Cole Komet. They throw to a rookie wide receiver. And the pass goes incomplete. So the Bears have to punt. The Detroit Lions have to go 70 yards once again. With the timeout and the two-minute warning, they go all the way down the field, nip and tuck, dink and dunk, and they end up with a 
chance at the one-yard line with roughly 29 seconds to go. They run David Montgomery up the middle. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. So the Lions go up 27 to 26. And then they go for two to try to take the three-point lead. They run a beautiful play. Everything going to the right. Sam Laporta sneaks out to the left. All alone. And the Lions take the three-point lead 29-26. to So the Bears, with 26 seconds left, and they did have timeouts. They had, they had this happen. The crowd at Ford Field was completely on their feet, going crazy. And the Bears, with a chance to either win the game or tie with the field goal, they have to go the most of the field. And this happens on first down. Lions up by three, first and ten. Bears from their own 25. Fields back, Lions rush four. Fields looking, going to get hit. Going to go down. Ball's loose. He's not the five. It's kicked out of the end zone. That's a safety. That's a safety. The Lions are going to win this game. Aiden Hutchinson knocked it loose. It went out of the back of the end zone. And the Lions are going to lock this one down. What a game. What a game. Oh, baby. What a game. And Aiden Hutchinson, big-time players, make big-time plays in big-time moments. And Hutch comes up with the strip sack, pushes the O-lineman who has to kick the ball out of bounds, and the Lions come away with a 31-26 to win at home at Ford Field after they had a 2% chance of winning the game late in the fourth quarter. Folks, is this the year for the Detroit Lions? Is this the year the ball continues to bounce their way? That was a heck of a win. You have to do that in the NFL occasionally, is steal a victory. And they did just that. Now, one thing that I have not done a very good job of on this podcast is giving MCDC Motor City, Dan Campbell, the credit he deserves. Dan Campbell has these guys believing. He has these guys playing incredibly tough. He's aggressive and he goes for it oftentimes and shows the team he trusts them. And Dan Campbell is the king of the soundbite. He has changed this culture in Detroit. Uh, all Lion fans are incredibly grateful to him for all his hard work and his dedication. And in honor of Dan Campbell, let us play a little montage here of great Dan Campbell sayings. doesn't matter if you have one cheek and three toes. I will be your... He's slippery, man. He's, uh, he's, I call him the praying mantis. He's a spider of death. Shoot, wax on, wax off. Come on. You got to get in the water to compete. And there's a number of teams, they are in the shallows. They strike and move, and they're dangerous, man. If you can just get a hold of them, and you start dragging their ass out to the deep, dark abyss, you can drown them. I go, you know, Starbucks, you get two venti of the pipe with two shots in them, so black eye and both. 
so I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to kick you in the teeth, and when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you, and when you knock us down, we're going to get up, and on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? No, I feel weight. I feel wind underneath my freaking wings, man. That's what I feel. Dan Campbell, you heard that correctly. Every day, two venti coffees, large coffees, with two shots of espresso in each. Now, the average cup of coffee, to my understanding, has about 110 milligrams of caffeine in it. Dan Campbell's daily routine is right around 1,100 milligrams of caffeine in his coffee. So he is locked and loaded, ready to go on a daily basis. And, you know, a lot of people thought when he was hired in Detroit that it was a terrible hire, that he was just a meathead, and he has proven everyone wrong, and he now has the second best record in the NFL through 11 weeks at 8-2, and two. and the Detroit Lions are right in the thick of things to do big things, and Dan Campbell is the number one reason for all of that. So MCDC, we thank you, my friend. We thank you for what you've done. Okay, we are going to head over and go through a few scores here quickly from the week. We had the Baltimore Ravens beat the Cincinnati Bengals 34-20. to And the Cincinnati Bengals, my understanding is that Joe Burrow is done for the year, which means the Cincinnati Bengals are done for the year. And when many people pick them as a playoff lock and a Super Bowl contender, what a devastating loss for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Ravens continue to roll. The Ravens definitely a top four team in the NFL and are right there. The Browns and the Steelers in a slobber knocker of a ball game. The Browns win 13 to 10. And Canada, you're fired. That's right, Matt Canada, offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers, is gone and out. And we'll see if that changes anything. Uh, It could be a Kenny Pickett problem, uh, as this guy just does not seem to do anything special uh, with any regularity. The Kyler Murray versus C.J. Stroud battle ends up in a C.J. Stroud win, 21-16 over the Cardinals. The Jacksonville Jaguars smash the Tennessee Titans, 34-14. The Dolphins, who were two touchdown favorites, beat the Raiders, 20-13. And the Raiders, behind Antonio Pierce, put up a very tough battle Um, but not quite enough, just didn't get anything from Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback. The Cowboys do what they do to bad teams. They smash them, 33-10 over the Carolina Panthers. The Chargers are going to Charger, 20-13. They lose against Green Bay. Uh, You had Justin Herbert. Hit about a 50-yard bomb down the right sideline to Quinton Johnson late in the game, right on the money, right in his hands, and he drops the football. Would have either been the winning uh, drive for the Chargers or a game-tying field goal, but Herbert gets no help from the wide receiver. 
and they lose to Green Bay. The New York Giants go into Washington and beat down the Commanders 31-19. Many of my Washington friends have said we have to fire Ron Rivera. It's over. The Ron Riverboat Ron needs to go. And I'm sure that will be happening very, very soon in Washington. The 49ers beat the Buccaneers 27-14 in complete control of that game. The Buffalo Bills smashed the New York Jets uh, 32-6. And Buffalo shows how dangerous they can be, but they're only sitting at 6-5. and five, So they have major work to do to even get in the playoffs. The Los Angeles Rams beat the Seattle Seahawks 17 to 16. Those Seahawks miss a late game field goal, which would have won the game. And, and the Rams get out of there with the W and they sweep the Seattle Seahawks on the year going to an O. The Denver Broncos on a four-game winning streak beat Minnesota 21-20 despite Josh Dobbs' brilliant mind. And on Monday Night Football, the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Kansas City Chiefs 21-17. And the Chiefs once again, you know, remember the Chiefs lost the opening night to the Lions Patrick Mahomes on the last drive hits Kadarius Tony in the hands and he drops it. Would have set up the game-winning field goal. Now the Chiefs, Mahomes hits a beautiful bomb to Valdez Scantling, which would have uh, won the game for the Chiefs and he drops it. So Patty Mahomes got to be pulling his hair out as he is, uh, I mean... dropping dimes to these guys, and they're not holding on to the football. So we had to Thanksgiving Day, the best holiday there is. We get to spend time with our loved ones, our our beautiful family, and I hope everyone has a wonderful Thanksgiving and eat lots of food and, and watch some football. And so you have Green Bay heading to Detroit, uh, Detroit, Major wake-up call there against Chicago. Hopefully, they'll come out firing on all cylinders and absolutely smash Green Bay. That's what we're looking for in in Detroit. And then you have so a great division rivalry. Um, I do expect Detroit. My prediction on that game is thirty-four to seventeen Detroit uh, to take care of business against Green Bay. Dallas is hosting the Washington Commanders. Great division rivalry. Just love. That's always just a great game. Seeing those uniforms on the field against each other. Now this one, it's it's going to be one of two ways. It's either going to be a Dallas blowout if they continue to do what they've been doing against a lot of weaker teams. Washington, though, however, you know, are you going to get the Washington that, that loses to the Giants twice, or are you going to get the Washington that has played Philly extremely close twice uh, and barely lost at Seattle? So if, if, they, if that team shows up, division rivalry, you could get a really close, fun game, or you're going to get a blowout. Um, not sure which way that one is going to go. And then your night game, your nightcap is San Francisco at Seattle. 
as you're too full on the couch falling asleep to that one. Huge game for the Seahawks as they need to get back into the division race and beat the leaders of the West right now, San Francisco. So there is our Thanksgiving lineup. Have an absolutely wonderful holiday. Thank you so much for listening and all the best to you and yours. Again. You know the Rams won again. You know the Rams won again.